This is Will Wheaton. You're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy, and my guest this week is Nathan Schultz. Nathan, how you doing? I'm doing really good, man. It's been a good drive up here. Wow, so you're the first guest in the Brendo Man studio. One could say that I'm the most loyal and true of every, I'm, all I'm the I'm very other ones. <laughs> impressed with your... I mean, Brian Strang came out here, but the, the studio wasn't ready yet, so yeah. we had to record in the living room. Yeah. Um... But you're the first one in here. How does it feel? Feels good. Feels really good, man. It's uh, it's 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 a really, it's, it feels like it's your home, and it's also like your office is. It's starting to coalesce. I can see, yeah. like the. I'm trying to make it more like I make because that'll make me feel like a real professional. Yeah. If I have more of a, like instead of just oh here's my apartment where I yeah. record podcasts. Come into my studio. We'll record it on the ground over there next to. The yeah. Like, no, we're gonna. Have I mean, nice, you know. I don't, that's the thing, that's the great thing about podcasting is you can do it anywhere. You can set up anywhere. You can record in your apartment, but it's hard to get people to, hey, come to my apartment. (laughs) And then it's always like when you just say it like that with no, no, not telling about a podcast, they kind of like, oh, excuse me? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You explain what you mean. So you are, you were my, one of my roommates at Comic Con this year. Yes. Yeah, we had a good time. I had a fantastic time. Easily thanks to you, I had one of the best Comic Cons. It's all about that boat, right? Yeah. Oh my God, that boat is magic. It is a magic boat. I want to live on the IMDb yeah. boat. Like, Lonely Island wasn't kidding, man. I, like, being on a boat is freaking awesome. It's Great. just a better situation. You don't have to worry about Because, like, there can be 150,000 people outside. It's 110 degrees. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's just, like, bedlam outside. But you're on there. You got your nice, tasty beverage. Yeah. You got a snack. You're sitting. You're I lounging. celebrities, like, dancing upon above me, like, in heaven. Like, it's nice. It's yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's and... And so it's very chill on the yeah. boat. There weren't as many celebrities on our level this year. I was bummed because they didn't have the Call of Duty demo because like they would they had the they had the Call of Duty World War Two last, year? last year. So last year they had Call of Duty World War Two like months before like it was the first time a lot of these people were even seeing this game. So all the di- all the celebrity video gamers were coming down <laughs> and then I like since I was just hanging out there the the Activision guys like, hey, can you just play when when I need extra people? That's great. So I ended up playing. Okay, like, make me play. I ended up game. playing Call of Duty with like the cast of like the DC's Heroes of whatever. Brandon, yeah, awesome. Brandon Routh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Legend of Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I played. No, play, was, you played Brandon Routh? Yeah. How is he? With, is he really? Is he he really was good okay. He's all right. The, the Teen Wolf guys were really good because oh, they're yeah. like kids. Yeah, they're still in that and age. And they're like yeah. they're like probably playing it all the yeah. time. Jason Mewes is really good. Yeah. that's like I all he does. That. I that. But so it was fun. So they didn't really have that going this year. But it was still it was super chill. Yeah, Comic Con was great. Um, I guess this is our first post Comic Con episode because last week I did uh, I had to pull stuff from the vaults. Yeah, because I'm you know I have all these. Conversations I recorded at LA Podfest like a year ago. Yeah. Oh shoot, just stuff you up that I never published. <laughs> well, because the show, I thought the show was ending, and yeah. then producer Brian helped Brian Apodaca helped bring the show back. 
BrianLeffert.com. The grave. So, um, and he, and he's doing a good job of arranging all the guests. So that's where yeah. I was at first surprised that you actually wanted to come here. Of course, man. I mean, okay, first of all, what helps is also I'm like, um, I am like a Luddite. I, he's like, he's like, Brian was going, okay, man, you ready to get online and send, do this over the, over the internet? I'm like, oh, uh, no, I'm not. I've only been doing this at people's homes. <laughs> I okay. only recorded it. <laughs> so you, cause you've been on podcasts. Yeah, I've been on a few of you. But there's always been at, at the people's, per, at the person's place or they've been in my place. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to do it over the internet yet, unless well, it's I on the phone. teach you. You could teach me, but then if you taught me, would I come back down here? That's true. And I'd be sitting in my air-conditioned Podcastadvocates.com has yeah. how-to guides. That is really cool. That's a good That's thing a good, to know. There's a good plug right there. It's a huge plug. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. And now we both know that, listeners. Um, I, yeah, I put up all my how-to articles on there, which I have... Um, written. They're still pertinent. Yeah. There's different stuff now that, like, there's a software called Zencaster that it's, I've been using it. I almost lost an episode because, like, I didn't realize that the other person has to, so there is, I thought you didn't have to coach the other person at all because it's basically just, you give, you give them this URL, they come in, and then you record your episode and, like, you just hit record. And it's really easy. Yeah. But I didn't realize that they have to let the thing finish until before they close it. And I didn't tell him that. Oh, so man. I lost one of his part of his recording. Oh, shoot. But it's fine. It's fine. I mean, you just call him again and you just like, hey, can now, we do that better whole, version of it? Yeah. yeah. I can't. We were just <laughs> at a, we had our podcast panel at, uh, at, at, at Comic Con. Yeah. The podcast nice advocates. Panel, so oh, you really were there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sorry, guys. So one of the things that was brought up there was Ken Plume talked us told a story about losing a like three hour conversation Ooh. with Weird Al. Oh, like, could hurts. you imagine being with like? See, that's why I, I do, wouldn't imagine because I'd be dead. I would kill myself. The whole reason why I, I do the Facebook Live is not to be like a total like whore. And oh, Derek Armijo's here. Hello, Derek. Hey, Derek, how you doing? Zach Eastman, thank you. Nice pe- people in the chat. Um, but the thing that. It, I mean, right. it is to get out there in other mediums, but also to have a backup recording. I yeah. have the Facebook Live recording in case anything happens to the in to the Audacity recording. I'm yeah. also making. That's my golden rule of podcast. Smart. That's a really good deal. Always yeah. have a backup because like, stuff will happen. Yeah, because that was the same thing we'd have for like. Uh, we're shoot. I used to shoot for the city of Norwalk, and a lot of we'd shoot things in the city. And if we could, it's always having backup audio and backup video if possible. Otherwise, it's just, I mean, you can't go back and do a yeah. middle live event again. It's done. So to further tie you into the show universe, yeah. you are, you went to school with Andrew? Uh, I went to, yeah, went to and Cyprus Did you go to College. Cyprus? So yeah. you were with Emily and Andrew? Yes, I was with them. I've, I've met them through uh, Mr. Mercer's class and like... Uh, what class? Was, was this was a like film video, class? Yeah, it was like video podcasting, you know, video, online video kind of Okay. Just, like when it's still, it's still like... I think I remember looking at that class and, the, yeah. and being curious about it. Yeah. Because I took a computer graphics class with, do you remember Ian? Yeah. Yeah, I took a class with him. Oh my god, there you go, yeah. Um, and he always talked about his wife who worked at Disney. <laughs> And he, he loved talking about, but he, 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 cause, uh, yeah, Phil and I took a computer graphics, learning Adobe Dreamweaver, and, um. I took a Photoshop class. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But, yeah, I, I, so I've graced the halls. We've both graced the halls of Cypress College. Oh, the wonderful concrete halls of Cypress. So you went to Cypress, and then, and then from there, you. I went and just, 
I've never been good at school. Never, yeah, no, never me really enjoyed it. So I went ahead and as soon as I found something I liked, which is just like did a it. movie, I just went I went that direction as much as I could. So I did. A lot, I worked for cities and did a lot of video production for them. Okay, so video production for like city yeah, type. Getting paid, getting paid to learn. That's and awesome. Doing it. I was like, this is. So you went a very practical way yeah. of like I'm gonna because a lot of people don't want like a lot of people that want to get into Hollywood and movies they yeah. don't even think about doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't go the direction that you just. That's the thing is like you want to actually down. be doing. Yeah, things. you need to do it, and that's how you really learn. Like, yeah. the, the people ask you like how how, how you took school, got a, got a degree. That's cool. Have you ever worked for 18 hours straight for very little food? Because that's what movies you know, are. That's what movies are all the damn time. Like people don't understand. Like, like yes. Like actors get paid a lot, yeah. but the regular crew guys—they're they not getting paid a lot, and they're working crazy hours. Oh. Movie shoots are insane. I yeah. remember the first time I went to a, the first time I went to a set, it was actually the X Files. I was an extra on the X Files. Awesome. They filmed at the Grand Olympic. It yeah. was. Are you familiar with the show at all? X Files, yeah. Okay, you know the episode where, I've heard of it. <laughs> um, you know the episode with Kathy Griffin where they have the doppelgangers. Yeah. In the later, I was in that. They, they so that you know, like that cool. Randall Tex Cobb plays yeah. a wrestler. Yeah. And he's wrestling a mask guy who is actually Rob Van Dam in a mask. That's right. Yeah. And I, because I was part of the ECW fan base at the yeah. time, living, I was going to school at Biola University in La Mirada, <laughs> and on the EC message board, they're like ECW message board, they're like. They're looking for extras, and you can go watch Rob Van Dam. But I get there, no wrestling fans. It's all hardcore X Files and X Files fans. I, people, yeah. low key X Files fans are the craziest fans I've ever yeah. met in my entire life. Because there's just a slight bit of that conspiracy fan in there. Well, there's that, and then there's the, the really and, and then there's the women who are completely obsessed with David Duchovny. Oh yeah, but like it was crazy. The level of like. Just I I thought I'd, I because I'm part of fandom yeah. I've been part of we lots know of what fandoms. It feels like to be I'm like, a wrestling fan, and then to meet these people like you guys are scaring me a little bit because <laughs> like yeah. I mean one just being willing because it was they shot for two days at the Olympic. Um, I will answer Brian Jessness's Brian Jessness came in. I'll answer your question in a, one second, Brian. One moment, a really please. good question, but um, so. They were two, it was a two day shoot. So those wrestling matches, that, those wrestling scenes, yeah. maybe five minutes of the episode, if that. Yeah. Two 14 hour days yeah. at the Olympic Auditorium inside, hot, yeah. miserable, all those lights. Yeah. And I'm like, I ended up going to only one day of the shoot because yeah. I'm like, fuck this. I can't. I'm like, are we getting paid or is it just No, unpaid. Love? It was just extra work, yeah. like crowd work. Like yeah. they, they, they gave us pizza. Yeah. That's it. Dude, yeah, it's crazy how much... And at first you're all excited to be there, and that wears off in like two hours. Yeah, you're like, yeah, and then two hours later, okay. You realize, you're like, oh, we're just doing the same thing over and over again. Or, there'll be like four hours... Different angle. Or there's like four hours where they're setting up something, and you're just sitting there. Yeah, and you're like, there's there's not enough pizza in the world for me. And the actors have their trailers and stuff, but if you're an extra, you're just sitting there, and the PAs are trying to keep you occupied, because they don't want too many people to leave. Oh, job of the PA, Because then, the Sunday, my roommate went the next day, and he said... They had to start using more and more of the cardboard, like, extras, and they would move people around to different parts of the arena, depending <laughs> on where they shot. He yeah. said it was a lot of work, because yeah. we had to move around Constant. constantly, because yeah. they're like, they didn't have enough people to fill the arena, yeah. so they were filming, like, section by section, and <laughs> again, this is for, like, maybe three minutes of yeah. the show. That's just how much work goes into it. It's but nuts. because I was one of the only wrestling fans there, Rob Van Dam actually talked to me. That's cool. And I met him and then I got to go back 
And like he's like, you want to come back to catering? And I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> and when, so, yeah, when anyone says, do you want to come back to catering? Anyone says those words. Catering. Yes. <laughs> you say yes. So I met and I got to meet um, David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson. That's cool. And Chris Carter. And isn't that nuts awesome. that they had fans there that were just like rabid to like rip into yeah. David Duchovny? And I just got to like, go. Hey, what's up? And I'm like, I just got to go meet him. And they're like, they're like, no, you didn't. I showed a picture that I took like... <laughs> Because um, it was uh, my friend had his digital camera. This yeah. was back when those were very new. Yeah, <laughs> and um, like, took a picture, click. Yeah, which I don't know what happened to those pictures. Hoping to find because again, yeah. like I'm hoping because yeah. I have I burned a ton of stuff on the CD and I have stacks of them yeah. and. I, some of them, I feel like if I find the right DVD drive, they're gonna work. Yeah. Cause some of them don't work anymore. Yeah, but I worst. feel like I need to find the right drive. If I find, if I can get an yeah. old computer from like 1995, or no, they didn't have CD drives in 1995. Like, a CD drive from like 2001. Yeah, late 90s. I feel 90s. like we'll be able to read these yeah. CDs that have, cause I found like, how dumb were I? I put a bunch of MP3s on the CD-ROMs, like just because I'm like, what did I think? Like, yeah, you didn't know. I'm never gonna have these anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're I my. Save these. I need to save these MP3s. And don't forget that the thing it plays on is gonna go become obsolete. Like, I know. I have. A, I have pretty soon. I I'm lucky that I most people. Some people. Most computers now. All computers now don't come with optical drives. Yeah, I don't no. know. Can like optical drives are over. Yeah. It's like, like you get to plug it into a thing, and can like, you? I think that's crazy. How old are you? Uh, Thirty-five. Okay, so you've lived through floppies. Oh man, yeah. Can yeah. you believe that we are now in a medialess society? It's kind of great. It's pretty amazing. It also, but for me, as I said, I was a luddite earlier. I was like, okay. So you're the feeling still on of the... that kind of the feeling, the tactile feeling. Mm-hmm. Looking at my CD selection. So going, you're a CD collection guy. Yeah, it's it's hard to cut that because I I, I love it. I, I lived at Tower. I lived at Tower Records, and I was like, oh, okay, man. yeah. I, like I do it, too. And it always feels like it's there and you can still keep playing, but again, it's like having a record player. I don't know what happened. I have CDs just all over the place. Yeah. I have them in binders. I got rid of most of my cases a yeah. while ago. You kind of have to because it become, because it's stupid. It does, well, they don't, even make those, the they don't even make those shelves anymore. Yeah, they're just like, huh? You, like the, you have to like jury rig other shelves into it. Yeah, like, you, like CD shelves. You can't just yeah. go to a store now and buy CD shelves. Like, you're like, huh? <laughs> you mean like a Blu-ray shelf? Like, no, but I guess that'll work. All right, Brian Jessness asks, does Disneyland have an emergency puke team to run out and clean up a pukey ride? Oh, of course oh, they yeah. do. Oh, my God, it's called a Code V. Code V. Yeah. I used to work at Disney. What'd you do at Disney? I was oh, my just, God, we yeah. can compare. There we go. I, used, I worked in the Disney California Adventure. I was a server for Your the DCA server. Yeah. Oh, I my God, I worked in foods. I worked in foods. What was that like? Uh, I it worked as, in the best version. Is it as bad as it sounds? No, because I worked in the best version, you get tips. Oh wow! Where, was, you, because you, I worked in the rest, the sit-down restaurant. Okay, so you get. So I worked at Trattoria and the Ariel's Grotto. So if you work somewhere where you get tips, you're oh, making it way better. money. Yeah, you make some money because people they're they're tired. They yeah. just want to throw money at you enough so you get food and drink. I for them. drunk tipped a it. lot at Ariel's Grotto. I'm going to tell you that yeah. right now. <laughs> yes, that happens a lot too. Because <laughs> uh, you had the Cove Bar right there, yeah, R.I.P. The I worked. The Although Cove they redid, it, are they reopening it as something else? Yeah, it's Pixar related something. Boo. <laughs> Yeah, I love the Cove Bar. The Cove Bar was those awesome. lobster, those nachos. lobster nachos. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. They eat those all the time. They eat those crazy. every day. Yeah, they better bring back the lobster nachos. Whatever they have so. over there, there better be some form yeah. of lobster nachos. Yeah, lobster and nachos the secret drinks. Awesome. Yeah, and then also just if you work there, the bartenders would make you like the oh, yeah. best drinks. Yeah, my buddy Caesar used to work up there, and he would he would just be like he takes care of like if you if you were friend, there enough. 
I had a friend and she would make me a margarita and yeah. I would not need to drink anything else. Oh, you want, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like, and then here's a little bit of margarita sauce. Yeah. Um, but I, so when did you work at the park? Uh, from 2001 to 2006. Oh my god, we were there at the same time. That's crazy. Where'd you, you work? Have, I worked at main entrance. Oh my god, both okay. ECA and, we'd probably cross paths. Yeah, probably. We'd always just, be at different hours though, yeah, because I, I, did you ever, okay, my secret thing that I used to do. No. And we, t- I like is um my favorite cafeteria is the Grand Californian cafe the mm. cat for the for where people ate yeah and for, I for the cast members yeah, yeah I would go eat over there because if I was working at the monorail station yeah and because like the in between sucked sometimes like it really did. sucked it was very sometimes cheap. it was good yeah. countdown chicken fusilli day. That was the bomb. That was nice when they Because when you could get like when you could get the really good food, like the best foods in the yeah. park for like really cheap. Those are good. I remember it would be like four dollars for like a big giant thing of it. Yeah. And that's like a ten dollar meal at in the park. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be so pricey. And you also got on down in time too, because your break was oh my break God. Was break. I remember having to like there. run like walk times and like <laughs> getting uh yeah, when was, I was a lead it got a little better. Yeah. Like because yeah, I, beca- I became a main entrance lead, but that yeah. didn't last very long. And then I was like, "What am I doing here?" Yeah, and you had a point. You're like, All right, "So you there. living in Orange? Because so you grew up in Orange County. Grew up, born, and raised Anaheim. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, I grew up there. So I, I think it's by law you have to work at the park. It feels like it's like it. you must give us at least you, one year of your. You time. can feel it. You can feel it calling you when yeah. you at a certain point. You just go like, "I'm old enough to work. I could work there." Right at Disneyland, it's great, right? And people work there going, eh. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> if you want to be. The perks are the best. Yeah, the perks are the perks are what keeps you there. Yeah, because you're like, I, I remember man, it'd be days where I'd be like, had a short day at work, and then I'll just go to the park. Yeah. Just walk around in my own then, pace yeah, on a Wednesday. Which go is to the park. Nice go to the park. Relaxing. I've been in that park where there's just nobody there. Oh, yeah. Like it's the best. I like going when it rains. <laughs> yeah. Oh, rainy Disney days. Those are People fun. don't understand. Yeah. But yeah, the code V. The I mean, like, so if yeah, you got a re- V code U code U for your <laughs> code. Uh, what was it? V. It was just those two. Those, those big were ones. the two yeah. ones. Um, and yeah, then like one hundred and one is when the rides down. Yeah. Yeah, when those happens. One hundred in the back. Code V, they had like this uh, sawdust. It's mix. like this pixie. They call yeah. it pixie dust. Pixie dust, and it turned into like it, it just kind of turns into up. something, and they just sweep <laughs> it up. Yeah, it's really. I've watched it because okay, times. my first day on the job. So I did my training, and then my actual first like I did. I think it was opening shift. I worked an opening shift at yeah. Disneyland. My first guest through was to a guy and a kid. And the guy's like, you, like, uh, the guy's like, come on, son. And I could tell, like, the kid wasn't feeling good. And I'm like, oh no, a little kid's sick. Comes through my turnstile, just immediately throws up. So I had to close my turnstile. (laughs) This is like my first ticket I ever took. (laughs) Close the turnstile. Hit that lead button. Code V. Code v. They're like, what? What? Code v? It's 7 a.m. How do you I have know. a Code V at the main entrance? Because like, I punched the kid in the stomach. What do you think? these kids, kids they get all hopped oh, up so... and excited. And then he, then just throw a bunch of sugar in their stomach and then see how they do. Yeah. And then literally shake them. Ooh. I saw so many kids throw like up soda. at Disneyland. They just, they yeah. throw, cause kids, kids throw up, I don't think people really, like kids throw up like nothing. It takes, yeah. it doesn't take nothing. Yeah, and they, then just they get, they get so excited yeah. and they eat so much. Yeah. And then they, they run and then they get shaken like, like, again. Like I'm a not, soda pop. It's like, yeah. There's not too many puke. Thankfully, there's not too many pukey rides yeah. at Disneyland. It's not like Six Flags where like I oh, was. It, it's expected to just see people throwing yeah. up. Like I remember, there's gotta be there's gotta be troughs. 
I, just for vomit. I remember Blah. seeing I I I couldn't imagine me custodial at Six Flags because like every time you're like, am I getting a puke trash bag? Yeah. Am I getting a puke of trash bag? I am. And like, but like, just could run out. I like, imagine them in the break area, just smoking like old vets. Just like, oh, you God. think you've been to a any like, amusement park? You know you've touched That's puke. If, like, if you like, you're dealing with a lot of puke if you're yeah. custodial at Six Flags. Oh yeah. So I remember just right away outside, like outside of every roller coaster, you'd see people throwing up in the bushes and <laughs> the trash cans. Yeah. Just everywhere. You think they keep more trash cans along the line? Just go you ahead, go crazy. Well, that's like, do you ever play roller coaster tycoon? <laughs> yeah, having to deal with the puke, and if you didn't, yeah. and I would intentionally sometimes get rid of all the trash cans, so you just see like just puke just everywhere. Up the exit. Just like, and I get rid of the custodians. Oh, just God. see what happens. <laughs> Bedlam. <laughs> just, just the stomach acid is burning your park down. It's just bedlam, and people start getting like your 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 rating. Your rating drops. The other like, evil thing I used to do was I would just I would make like a um, I puked on puke. I made like a drop tower ride. Yeah, and except I would make it so you would just shoot them up off, and it would shoot off the tower. They just, just launch out. Yeah, there would still be a just long launch line. Launch the tower. There'd still be a long line of people waiting. I didn't, like, know you I, could do, like I didn't know you could do it. Someone's like, yeah, you could launch the yeah. thing off the tower. Yeah, I bet you have roller coasters that just don't yeah. just go right into brick walls if you want to do So I just launched it off the tower. I was like, I just want to do it once. And yeah. then like, this is fun. And someone's like, yeah, this is a whole world of roller coaster tycoon. Make like, just have like giant catastrophic accidents. The apocalypse land. Like, here's where everything can go, go wrong. And it will. My Yay. first week at California Adventure, there was a, the screaming crashed. There was a crash. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. And this was, so this would have been in 05, and it was, the craziest thing that happened was, so it was like one thing was in a station, and then it came in and hit, yeah. and so they were, they had to call like a 101, and then they called like, then there was emergency, cause the, yeah. yeah and <laughs> fucking, um, Cheney's daughter was in the park. With Secret Service, yeah, and Secret Service, their response. The <laughs> well, their response yeah. when they heard emergency was they drew their guns, and um, and so now there's guys, with, armed with guys guns. with guns, and so that caused a panic in the park. That's freaking like you morons. There's men with guns because <laughs> well, there's a lot of things you're not getting the whole story of. <laughs> but you know, yeah. it was kind of a mess, and I remember I, I that was my first day back after I had to call out because of sunburn. Oh wow! I went to Bolsa Chica and I oh. got more sunburn than I've ever yeah. been in my whole life because I didn't know you had to rub in the spray sunscreen. Yeah, you, you spray. You think it's you done? Spray. Like that—that that always drives me nuts. It's like, oh, you spray it. Oh, cool, I'm done. I'm like, no, you got to act like it's not regular. You rub sunscreen. it in. It's, well, then, what am I doing? What am I doing? How's this any faster? It's thinner. It's not goopy. Yeah. That makes me think it doesn't work. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, I need goopy. Need goopy, goopy means like, it. You see goop, the skin, man. Goopy means you see the. Yeah, I'm like, I'm porcelain, like, man. It's porcelain. Yeah, like we see. That's what I miss at Disneyland. I've tried to order them, but I can never find anything. I think they made their own. They had those sunscreen wipes. Yeah, the wipies. You can't. Those don't exist for normal people. Yeah, they're just gone. I think that was some special thing. Although maybe they were bad for you. I don't know. I think know. they still have them though, because I see people. I see sometimes I'll see a cast member. I'm like, they have them, but I've ordered the ones I order online. They're not yeah. the same, and they don't work. They don't work. But those whatever sunscreen towelettes. They had at Disneyland. I would just stash because they were. It was the greatest thing ever. You're yeah. like, Voof, and you'd be uh, good. Because yeah. I mean, that was the crazy thing about it was like working outside all day. Yeah, 
Like, oh man, you constant were, movement. I, all I ever did was spend all my time as much in the shade as I could. Then go to a well. Did that prep you for like your career in filming stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of being pit. standing yeah, on your feet all your long feet, periods all of time. Yeah, that's a definite skill that I've lost now that I work at a corporate <laughs> gig. Uh, yeah, I used to be always moving. You always had to move. You always had to be avoiding a ton of people. You're always dealing with tons of personalities and people in different kind of moods. And that's um, that's a movie set because you're walking around going like, okay, this person's all moody right now because something went wrong over yeah. here, and this person's over here. So you, and as being a PA, you gotta you gotta move. You gotta be constantly moving, taking care of other. So you were doing you done PA work? Oh yeah, I've done PA work. I have done the PA the most PA of work. <laughs> so where you so you worked for different cities? Um, well, okay, yeah. So I worked for the city of Lakewood and okay. then for the city of Norwalk. Gotcha. And uh, those are my two cities, basically. And, and then a little bit for Honey's Beach. Did you do other, like, what other movie stuff did you do? I did a lot of uh, student films. Student. I didn't do any big big movie sets. Yeah. I did a lot of stuff trying to kind of get my foot in the door, or at least get knowledge and see if I really want to be on a movie set. So when you were working for the city stuff. stuff, is that you were doing PA stuff there? Or? Yeah, but it's it's a little different for... The city's a lot different because they're, they're not... Are these, like, public getting, service announcements? Yeah, these are stuff? public service announcements. This is going to the, the senior center of the city and shooting a waffle brunch. <laughs> this is going to city... They have, like, live like live music performances. Gotcha. Um, then you're making, like, Christmas videos for the city and... Making like uh, mayor's videos as they try to make announcements, like, "Hey, wow, we're really changing it up in the economy gotcha. this time." Yeah, so be shooting that, editing that, putting it on the air, shooting it, editing it, putting it on the air. So, Did that for about ten years. Wow. Yeah. So growing up in. Anaheim, did you grow up going to the parks? Not so much because it was expensive. Yeah. I mean, and I was, I liked it when I went, but it was never something I was dying to go throughout the year. Okay. Like if something like someone mentioned, "Hey, you want to go to Disneyland?" I'd be like, "Yeah, that's cool." But it was never something I actually thought of. It's like like the ocean. The ocean yeah. is so close. You kind to of us. take it for granted. We take it for granted, but I won't think about it until someone goes like, "Hey, you want to go yeah. to the beach?" I see it. Yeah, sure. I feel like that's how it would be for me if I grew up in yeah. Anaheim. I grew up in San Diego, so no. like Disneyland was like a special treat. Yeah, you're like, and we would drive up like once yeah. or twice a year. Oh, yeah, I grew I grew up freaking like, like a mile right there. away from Disneyland. Yeah. So it wasn't it was like, yeah. "Where am I going to go?" I don't know. Anytime like, I, want. I could see the matter. I remember driving on the. I could the see the matter. matter yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this, yeah. uh, but like, but I had a like, blast when I was there. I definitely liked it. Oh, it definitely wasn't that kid was like uh, over it. Like, no, nah, every time I was in the park, I was like, "This is fun." <laughs> I keep forgetting why I don't go here more. <laughs> so, um, what uh, what kind of stuff did you grow up being into? Comic books, like that was number one. Comic books was always my favorite thing. I loved them. I grew up. I grew up with uh, my mom wanted me to read. She wanted me to make sure I was a reader. Yeah. And the first thing you do for a kid is give them pictures. You know, yeah, give I pictures had the then, Dr. Seuss picture you know, dictionary. Exactly, that too. Dr. Seuss and stuff. And so comic books were like a thing. Like I mean, I remember reading Thor way back in the, the in like, what, 80, 80, 89, 90? And uh, just, I loved comic books. I loved the entire story of it. I tried mm. to make them as a kid, but I could never get that artist part. I could never get that down. I never drew very well. Wasn't a natural thing. I know. I know artists get angry at that. Like, it's not natural. You just go ahead and do it over and over. But it's tough if you don't have that knack right off the bat of like. I really so you're not. Get it. You don't consider yourself an artist. A, a, like a drawing artist? No, I consider myself maybe a writing artist. <laughs> I mean, not write drawings. So, <laughs> yeah. so you you rewrite. When did you first start writing? Like, when did you think like I want to write a comic book? Uh, it was around the same. Like always, I always wanted to write one, and then I got in the movie. I got in the movies and all that produ- and yeah. productions and screenwriting, screenwriting uh, scripts and comic books 
scripts are like the same thing. Yeah. There's barely a, like a hop and a skip from it being exact same format. So what was your first comic strip? Was it the one, is it the, is it your, was it the first thing you worked on was the one you have? Like, no, I, I worked on two other ones that I'll probably never see the light of day because gotcha. they just, I don't want them to. They're not, they're not there. They're not yeah. where I want it to be. But I remember writing like, like three. And I remember the first time I finished one, I was like, holy crap, I finished one. Mm. Cause I've always dabbled, wrote, and then just kind of lose track, do something else. And finally finishing something, I was like, I'm like, oh, hey, I can do this. And I actually write the 23 or 4 pages of the script. Nice. And I was like, really, really fucking loved it. Excuse my language, I don't know. No, we can curse on here. It's okay. fine. So, so what, what, what was, what, what, what were the steps that you're like, all right, I want to actually, so you have a comic. Yeah. What's it called? Three of them. Uh, The Shrouded City. The Shrouded City. Yeah. That's your comic. Yeah. You have three issues? Yeah. I would have brought them, I forgot. That's okay. <laughs> is it done or is it ongoing? It's ongoing. Like the, the, the story arc I wanted to tell, at least get finished in this one spot is done. Gotcha. But the storyline, the universe itself, I got a whole bunch more. I'd like so to when do. did you come up with this? I was coming up with this when I went when I realized that I had a lot of friends that are artists that oh, can draw really. So well. you're like, I can get people to it's make. Like, yeah, I was like, because trying to get a bunch of people together to shoot a thing is really freaking tough, you know. And like Justin, my friend Justin Keys on, yeah, our mutual friend, Justin, uh, friend of the show, guest yeah. of the show, guest of the show. He 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 still you know he loves that movie feeling to it. But I was like, I have all these artist friends. I have a ton of them. Like Chris Cowagiu, all these people I can ask. And finally got me to sit down and go like, well, let me try and pitch to him. Like, that's something, a good skill to get is pitching a story to somebody. And like, going so like, you were like, I'm going to get one of my artist friends. Yeah. And we're going to work together. Yeah. And I ended up working with my friend Amy Watson, who uh, is really, really, really good. And she's right now working on American Dad. She's, she's oh, awesome. doing stuff. But right in that gap where she's just kind of gotten the job and still kind of wants to explore her style, what she wants to do, I was able to sweep her up, sweep her up and got a three comics out of her, which nice. is a lot of work for an artist. So what was that like collaborating with an artist like that? Was it a lot of, like, I mean, do you write, you, you just write, you write the script and then send it to her and then she, or is it like more collaborative? It's collaborative in the very beginning because then we're like, we're doing, because she helped design the characters. Gotcha. So I go like, this character, one would kind of look like this dude from Lost, but... Also, he's wearing kind of this. This is the thing you're gonna be drawing a lot. So, do you write these descriptions yeah, out? Yeah, I write the description. I write the mostly. I wrote the I wrote the world. Gotcha. And then when like here's the world. At any point, are you dabbling in? At any point, are you Nathan trying to draw things? Oh yeah, I I, I do like these sad little characters. Okay. These sad little like stick figures. Go like this one. He's the good guy. Do you do like storyboards <laughs> goes, and pew, stuff. Pew. Or, uh, like no, I don't. Like when it came to script, I don't do storyboards. But gotcha. I do really really dis- descriptive. descriptive. Like, uh, okay. I remember by the time the script's done, I don't change it very much unless Amy has something. She's like, I really don't want to draw this. I really want to do this thing. She, she can pitch things to me, of course, and she can go like, uh, literally, I don't know why you want this. You should do this. Like, I'm very collaborative in that point, but once the script's been made, it's kind of, that's it. There's not really much to change from that. And she didn't really want to change it much either, so yeah. that's a good sign. And, uh, it was, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's very descriptive to like, I have it to like, it's, it's page one four or five panels or whatever panels I want and then I describe each panel and I'd have it to that level but I also go like just or just draw it the way you feel it flows better but I usually really plan out every page down to the panel nice. especially all the dialogue I try to figure how much is fitting so so you guys you you met you you, you know Amy you're yeah. like hey you want to do this yeah and then you help you guys design the characters and the world yeah. together and then you give her the scripts yeah and then you get and then I comic wait. Pages. And then I wait, and then comic pages come in, and it's this thing that was in my brain. What was that like, dude? That's like that's like Christmas. It's like Christmas for her to go like, hey, check this out. Here's a text image. Here's a picture of a panel. I really like this panel's coming out. I'm just like, 
oh my god, that's what I thought in my head, and then you made it happen, and and then like getting the box of printed comic books because again, I have to have that. I need so who do com- you make your com? Who did you use to make your comics? Uh, it's this uh, website, uh, RA Comics Direct. RA Comics Direct. Yeah, and uh, that's at letter R. Would letter you recommend a. them? I'd highly recommend them, but you got to figure out your budget ahead of yeah. time. Because there's also things like if you want it all colored, mine yeah. was, mine's colored uh, covers with black and white pr- inside. Yeah, and that saved me some a lot of money. Yeah, and I and I went for the very higher higher quality paper, and I probably could have toned it down a bit, but it's, it's my first comic. It's my comic, yeah. man. I want it to. Like, want when it I give you a comic, good. I want to feel you like want a it comic. To feel like a comic, yeah. not like not like that's kind of like newsprint, like eh, the, you know, it's the only thing I can afford. And I had enough money at the time to do it, but. You figure out your budget. You figure out how much how, how, how much of a run you want, and like, yeah. all right, man, they they make it fast, and then they can make it faster. Apparently, if you want it, if you want it done in like a weekend, it's like it's crazy. Nice. I want to make like a zine or something, but I don't know what. I'm big into zines. Did you ever yeah. get into zines at all? Yeah, I never got into them as much. I was still a comic book kid. I just kept reading, reading comic books. But I saw zines over at the shop every now and then. They'd have yeah, to, I'm, I'd have I'm a big fan of those because I, I came out of the punk rock music yeah. world and like that's my thing and especially um i'm a socal weezer scene <laughs> there you go so um so what are some of your biggest influences when it comes to comics like what got you sucked in what sucked you in oh, man like the it was uh thor right off the bat i remember just those big big shakespearean speech while he's fighting like a space alien mm-hmm. i love just the combination of those and i remember just loving like everything that george perez made like, he knew how to just draw, like, huge epic stuff, and I'd be, like, into that so much. Like, Infinity, I remember Infinity Gauntlet, where this whole, this whole Infinity War has come out, but Infinity Gauntlet, man, was the first one where they all, like, every, like half the world loses right off the bat. Like, that's in the first three pages of the comic book. Mm-hmm. Sorry for a spoiler, but... <laughs> Sorry, guys, if you haven't watched the biggest movie of the year yet. I haven't done it yet, but Infinity Gauntlet starts that right way off the bat, and then you kind of, they, have to, they have to deal with this complete... This guy already being a god, and, and like it, I love those kind of scale, and I loved, uh, and, and then I kind of fell out of it for a little bit because it's high school and it's not cool to read comic books, and then and then I realized it just doesn't matter if you're cool or not. I'm not suddenly cool if I read comics or not. Yeah. So I started reading them again and got into Kingdom Come was like amazing. That was uh, Mark Wade and Alex Ross, and that's yeah, Al- that's a painted style. I was just like those Alex Ross yeah. paintings are just yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Like, when I think of I don't know, I always like going by. Even though I know I'll never own them, I like going to the Alex Ross booth and looking at the stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's really like looking at really fine art. And you're like, I could never afford this. Not not right now. <laughs> not for a very long time. <laughs> but yeah, Alex Ross and like seeing that stuff and a lot of stuff now, man, just gets me back into it. I mean, Thor, yeah. the Thor run now is like, I am utterly in love with it. Are you on Marvel Unlimited or are you just getting this thing? Still, I just buy the comics. You don't, you're not digital? Nah, I'm not digital. You I'm still love that, man. Digital, still... I go to my comic shop. I got my drop, my pool box. And Where's your comic shop? Comics Unlimited in Huntington Beach, but really close to Westminster. Okay. I think I've been there. Yeah. Off to 605, really close. And they are awesome. Like uh, Mark, uh, Elaine, and Denise, and Nancy. Has that been your shop people. for? For the past... Wow, I think uh, eleven years now. Okay, like when you were a kid, where'd you go? Uh, well, Mile High Comics. Mile High. I was really close to Disney. Oh, okay, they had one out there. Yeah, it, I it was cool. I went to that the opening of that Mile High Comics, and Stan Lee was there. That was oh, the first shit. time I ever got to meet Stan Lee. I was like thirteen, and he was just like he. I'd been. I must have been like the two hundredth, three hundredth person person in line, and he was just as awesome. The sweet grandpa of comics. He's to me like that. He was the first kid in line. It was I'm amazing. Sad that it seems like. Things are winding down for him. 
Yeah, it's that's yeah, that's a real the whole bummer stuff. But like, it's hard when you're old and when you have like when there's a Stan Lee because like people now are like people just are eyeballing that estate. Yeah, and like it's gonna be how many it's gonna be worth. I mean, because I mean, like think about the Marvel movies. Think about like how much. I mean, like he has a piece of every single thing, and like. Who can he trust? Who's the people that are really? I don't know. It's, it's hard. Like, and, and, he's also, and also, family family's getting weird. And... He's got weird family stuff. He's old, and yeah. like his wife died, and so he's just. I don't know. It's sad. Yeah. But you think there would be one fan that just goes like, "All I do is devote myself to making sure Stanley's okay." It's you think one I just, of them. It's, <laughs> it's just like, some of these. It just kind of sucks. These story. You hear all these stories about yeah. like these comics guys that, like. It is kind of weird. We've entered this world where this crossover world where these movies are prof are like riding on the backs of these giants that lived. Most of them lived as paupers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like the hero initiative is all about like every inker, every colorist, every letterer that who who, you don't know who they are. You don't even know these guys. These guys and they didn't even get credited for years. Barely anything. Yeah. Barely a mention. So and then any when the and you think when these when the creators themselves are struggling, how much yeah. more are these like just these grunts yeah. that worked in the Marvel offices? And we as fans just think about like you know you read like you know Stan's soapbox and like the yeah. whole glory, but the reality of it. I read the Marvel comics, the Untold Story. I read that yeah, book. I don't I know if you read that. it. No. Oh, dude, it's really good, but it's also kind of depressing because yeah. you realize like like. They took advantage of a lot of, like, again, they're riding on the backs of a lot of people that didn't get a ton of credit. Yeah. And when you think about the billions of dollars that are being made, it's there's like, something kind of like, oh, come on, guys, we gotta help these other. And I feel like they're take starting. take one billion of those millions yeah. and just. And spread it around a little yeah, bit. And I think they are doing more for that. Yeah. I think things like the Hero Initiative and yeah. like CBLDF and like other stuff helping creators because it is sad when, when you, when, I mean, if you want to feel real sad, like, look up the guys that made Superman, like, what happened to them? Oh, yeah. I mean, like. Well, freaking, there's a guy that made Batman, Bill Finger. Yeah. And like, Finger now is getting just now noticed. getting noticed, and but like, Batman, he's the co-creator of Batman. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And just barely is now getting mentioned. Like, barely notices. Like, yeah. It's and like, I mean, <sighs> I mean, there's always, I mean, you always have, justice. like, the Stan and, and Kirby. And you know Kirby was the vocal one, and even he he had to fight tooth and nail to, yeah. for his artwork for everything that yeah. he got. And he's the one like even he like at, even to the end I feel like <laughs> kind of got screwed. He kind of did. Like the like, only reason he didn't get any more screwed was because of how vocal of a fighter he was. He was a fighter, but, but there was you know, so there's a lot of quiet for, artists yeah. just go like I just do the letters, I'll let it go, and then yeah. 80 years get later, like, okay, I really should have said something. Should have done something. That's too late. So that's kind of the world, that part of comic for yeah. like, especially now that it's so mainstream now, I'm like, can't we just like, yeah. give these guys the royalties they deserve? Yes, they would. Give them a nice retirement. Give them something. Cause yeah. like, yes, it wasn't in their contracts, but that's not their fault. There wasn't like, they, yeah. like, a lot of these guys started yeah. when they were kids. And there's no plan of planning for oh soon one day this thing you you yeah. didn't send a contract for is going to be making billions. Especially when like how are you supposed to know that? You're just like I just need a job right yeah, now because a make lot a of these right stories now. that they're making yeah. billions off of were written in the 70s and 80s yeah. when like the idea of all this wasn't even possible because yeah. you're 35 so you grew up like me dreaming. This is where if I hear the word I'm, I don't know how you feel about this but yeah. this is my opinion. This is my hot take right now. Yeah. 
if I hear another person say superhero fatigue, I'm going to punch him in the face because here's what, here's my thought. I'm like, you don't know, you don't know what the first 25 years of my life were. Yeah. Like, 20, okay? Like, cause like things got good, like what, like 2000? Yeah. Things like X-Men. Things got like ridiculously good in 2000. Like, what is But before that, but think about before, think about everything before. There wasn't much. Yeah. We, I mean like, we had, we had, we had, uh, Oh. We had Punisher, like the original Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren Punisher, which barely is tied to the comic book. It's a it's barely. A, it's a fun '80s action yeah. movie. Yeah, um, we had we had Captain America by the, the Canon Films. That, I think the can the, the Captain an America Italian Red Skull people are ret- an Italian in that Canon Italian Red Skull really, insane. It's ridiculous. The shield was awesome though because it looked kind of like the like the like the comic book. And that, that was what we lived on. I was like, you know what? The shield looks close enough. And that's my Marvel movie. <laughs> with Nick, with, with David Hasselhoff. Well, that's Nick Fury. <laughs> no, I was talking about Captain America's shield, but yeah. Oh, shield. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you talking about, I thought you were talking about the Nick No, no, Fury I mean like Captain America's shield, but yeah. The shield. Nick, yeah, it, it did. The shield I mean, looked great. The freaking Hasselhoff. Yeah, he was, he was Nick Fury. But we just, that's the kind of stuff we had. Yeah. And we, and we would it. just, and we would dream yeah. about a possible future of like you know you'd hear rumors like yeah. all right they're gonna make X Men we're like Arnold Colossus done what? like things yeah. like that that'd be like, amazing you know you just start yeah. and you start dream casting hoping, and like yeah. hoping but like and at one oh, point Blade was the greatest comic Blade. movie ever I made. mean we had Batman and that was it oh, yeah. but like for the Marvel best Marvel movie ever made. but for Marvel fans like and I we had but we had the X Men cartoon which yeah. was really good. great so that's yeah. the thing we had cartoons so we had X Men and then that begat Bat that X Men kind of oh. started. Started that whole thing. I think Batman actually did. Was X-Men. Batman or yeah, X-Men? I think Batman started out before okay. the, the, that 90. Because I feel like it all was in that same yeah. era where we well, had that same all era that. where there was kids like us yeah. who had been reading those comics going like, no, you don't get it, guys. These can be amazing. We, yeah. We've done our little, we've done our Adam West. Batman. Before, you know, man. Batman the Animated Series and do, the Tim Burton yeah. Batman. We well, called Danny and Tim going like, let's do so something great. Those came out of the success of the Batman movies. Yes. So 89 oh, yeah, Batman and then 91 Batman yeah. Returns. which And now even watching 89 Batman, I kind of go like, this is I weird. love those movies. I mean, I, I love them, but there was a weirdness to them now. Oh, like, oh yeah, for sure. Well, like, because they're homage, they're like, because yeah. you can you can almost see the marketing people like, all right, we have to make this as palatable as possible. Yeah, and and like this Batman character, people. But might, then it's like, like Tim Burton directed Prince soundtrack. Like on paper, <laughs> it's so weird, but I it's everywhere. 89 Batman, I don't know about you, but 89 Batman was like the greatest thing of my young oh, at the life. Time, yes. Like the biggest, hugest, oh, yeah. everything. Well, it was like, everything. It was everything. It was my then, life. Like, until then, there's nothing. have you ever heard a score that, stru- that was... Dun, 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 yeah. Have you ever heard a thing that was so Batman before? Like It felt, it felt it was amazing. The most Batman Danny Elfman was like... Well, I felt like Danny Elfman had some approval. It was the one. best was like, Batman thing since da na 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 That's all we had. Because that was, right before <laughs> the 89 Batman was na 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 Batman. And then we went from that, like people. To that, to fucking. So, when I hear anybody complaining about superhero fatigue now, I'm like, no, then don't watch it. It's not, then don't. But don't yeah. be don't getting be anybody. Don't be giving people ideas oh, that yeah. this needs because like we are living in a golden amazing. age. It's amazing. We're seeing stories we never thought we'd see on screen. Characters we never thought we'd Infinity see War? on screen. I never thought I'd see the Infinity Gauntlet on screen. And that was nuts. So it's crazy to me when I hear people say things like that because I'm like, you don't know what that comes from. Is being spoiled. It, like, is. it literally comes from being like. I've been here and I've never had, oh, this thing, oh, this thing's just constantly great. It's like, it's, again, living in a mansion and going like, oh, it's only got eight rooms. 
Yeah. Uh, it's only got a, a huge Olympic-sized swimming pool. Only one. Like, what? You guys... We we used to have a kiddie pool that was water had been sitting out all day. That was uh-huh. that was our, our that was it. Our, we were happy because it was hot. And then you <laughs> think about and then that's where you think about every time I want to see Stan Lee, I yeah. want to hug him because yeah. Stan never gave up. He never he did. Spent, he was in his forties when he started. He was trying to get Marvel movies. He was trying to get the Marvel movies that we see now made yeah. in the seventies. He's trying He's, so hard. He spent years. Trying, and that's the, that was the part of the Marvel Untold story that yeah. I love was Stan's story yeah. because yes, maybe he hogged some of the credit, but he was the face. Yeah, if he and didn't, who was gonna? Because what? Because like, Marvel needed yeah. Marvel isn't Marvel without that Stan Lee yeah. figurehead. Because tell me who's who's a DC figurehead? No, uh, no, no one. Jim Lee now, I guess now, but then then no one was Batman. Was, like they'll say like <laughs> Batman was yeah. Like, yeah, Tim Burton way, I guess. That's kind of strange. But, like, yeah, we live in a point, Marvel, I know, uh, people know as much about Marvel because of Stan Lee. Yeah. Like, there's no, nothing, and no two ways about it. he spent years working hard and so much effort and so many near, and people are like, how could he have, because, like, yeah, looking back in hindsight, Marvel made some bad business deals, but it was because it was either that or the company was going to go bankrupt. Yeah. People don't realize how anymore. bankrupt the, the company went bankrupt, yeah. like, multiple times. Like, yeah. it, it, it shouldn't even exist. Yeah. The, the fact that Marvel made it through some of the, Things that it did, yeah. like think about the mid '90s when the whole comics just crashed. Oh God, yeah, the fact that, that they nuts. survived that, yeah, because that like, there's only like three comic companies. The fact that any company <laughs> made company it through that, because out of that, That's that was a crazy fire. time. I remember buying five issues of a comic book, thinking like speculating. Oh, My parents stupid. wouldn't let me, man. They were like, "Wait, is it the same thing?" No, you're getting one. I'm yeah. like, oh, I did it once, and then yeah. I'm like, "This was dumb." Yeah, I, was I shouldn't have done this. The story is three different covers. Because I remember they came out with like it was like Blaze, like it was like a Ghost Rider spinoff Blaze, and yeah. and they had like a holographic cover and yeah. a regular cover, three D kind of feeling. Or so like, I'm like, I gotta get. And so my mom's like, "Why do you have two copies of the same book?" And I'm like, "Cause one because of them is this, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna open this one. It's, it's gonna be worth this worth much, so much money. <laughs> things worthless, totally, worthless, totally worthless. Those things are all worthless. Yeah." Ex- like I remember, well, I remember collecting all the X. Everybody was like, "You got to collect all the X Men number yeah. ones, and then you got to have the one with all four covers." And like, oh, I guess you're right. And like, otherwise, it won't be worth. You anything. can buy all of. I bought all of those in a pack together for a dollar. Yeah, I overpaid. Like, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, they printed too many. Like, you uh, in this uh, in this office, uh, Brenda was showing me his uh, Ryan Lee O'Malley drawn uh, Battle Royale poster. The reason it's so valuable is there's only 200 or yeah. so prints of it. Yeah. That, that's it. That's And I think in, in gonna, hindsight, we shouldn't have known better, but we were kids. Yeah. Well, we had and, no idea. and our parents kind of got us all hopped up on this. Yeah. Oh, because... But here's the because they said these, it'll be worth money. Well, here's <laughs> and the reason, but the reason why all those old books are worth so much isn't because because of anything about yeah, them. No fancy it's just, cover. It's just because there's so few of them. Yeah. And because we didn't get that. The old baseball cards and the old comics Again. didn't survive because yeah. they were pulped and they got destroyed by the kids that were playing with them. So anybody that saved one, yeah, it's gonna be worth it. Yeah. But if if they make if you print a million and it, then all million be a, of those five hundred thousand of them, they'll still be then they're still gonna be out many. there. That's yeah. too many for it to be worth anything. Yeah. And so like people buy rarity. If there's no rarity, then they're not Yeah. Why buy it? Well, we were talking <laughs> about 90s. um Oh the nineties. The one that one that because I think that's what it comes down to is that Spoiled because I feel like a lot. I feel that way about a lot of things. Entertainment now is people yeah. are so spoiled. I'm spoiled. There's way too much to watch. Way too There's much. No way, way too easy to get it too. It's everything is instant, yeah. and so like 
it has to be the best. It has to yeah. blow your socks off. It's weird. Yeah, it's such a weird. It's such a sad mindset. Like nothing is. is allowed to even surprise you. Yeah. Why not just watch a show at neutral, just a neutral setting, and then be like, "That was so good," and not see that coming. Like I've like, learned. Instead, you're like, "I've heard everything. I yelped it. It says it's the greatest thing ever." I've learned to erase my expectations yeah. because expectations are just going to end up. They're the fun killer. Yeah, it really it takes the fun out of something. It does, and also like. Not everything has to be A plus every time. Yeah. Because if everything's A plus all the then time, then nothing C. is. Everything's C. Yeah. C, C minus. So <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get into a headspace of. Yeah. It's hard though because you feel like ownership over certain things. Yeah. Star Wars. It's, it's, it's tough for me to <laughs> like separate the fan that's grown up since, oh god, five with yeah. these characters that are on screen now. Like Thor, like, I had a visceral reaction to Thor's hammer getting destroyed. <laughs> I remember you did. I had a visceral. I was. Out. I flipped out. It hurt. And I, I understand people like don't really aren't as affected by it. But I lived with Mjolnir since I was five. He was it, it, the, the 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 magic hammer has been in my heart. Yeah. And then he destroyed it. And it kind of casually, and then kind of forgot about it. I'm just like sitting here going like, none of you understand the love that this should be there. And I also, but 35 year old Nathan's like, it's it's a fucking it's just. A, it's just a magic hammer. He got another one in the next movie. Practically, it's not a big deal. And like, stop being affected by it. And the, the whole—it's hard. The five-year-old me is screaming furious anger, and then the thirty-five-year-old me like, yeah. Then he'll get he'll Mueller back or something like, or it's not a big deal because it's a fictional character. It doesn't affect you, Nathan. But that ownership is like—it's still in there, and I can see yeah. the poison of it, the toxicity of how it kind of latches on. Goes like these are the ways, these ways, these things at this setting in this time made me and if you do anything against that you're trying to unmake me and it's a weird weird connection people have you know because they that you know the other thing raping my childhood gets thrown around oh i don't like that yeah i think it's also a very disgusting term yeah. really like okay but guys. also it's like all that stuff like the stuff yeah. that you like, liked no. in your kids they're still it's still there it's still there you want to watch the original it's ghostbusters there. it's still there yeah oh yeah the freaking reaction there's but girls playing ghostbusters the only oh, exception yeah. to that rule that i give is star wars because the ones that i watched when i was a kid are not just there to yeah. watch and I still get mad about that, but Disney's going to rectify that. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the that's one of the big that's one of the main reasons. Not one of the main reasons, but it definitely was a reason why Disney and this Fox thing happened was so they have full rights to New Hope, so they can we can finally get the real Blu-ray release. Yeah. Well, hey, Disney will respond to demand. And Disney likes money. Yeah, they like money. They're and, not as they're not like and like and like I see where George Lucas came from when he was. I do and with I don't because. Any artist is never 100% happy with what they make. And that's yeah. kind of the curse. But then for him it. to not, to then to say... Not, to kind of, what is it called? Uh, to completely belittle he what people that loved that, about like, it. The original ones yeah. aren't even like, and I'm like, bullshit. I'm like, dude, we love them. You got people screaming what they love about it in the streets. How about you just go like, you know what? I don't need to touch it. Let it be yeah. what it is. And then for them to then Just release, clean it up, make sure... And that, then the DVD release that they did do, it was like terrible. It was like yeah, bad scans from the laser discs. The yeah. Empire one didn't even look right on my TV. It's the only time I've ever returned a DVD. Yeah, I'm like, what, what, what happened? I'm like, <laughs> F you guys. And I was so mad. Um, yeah. But I'm mm, trying to be more, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I just, I just want to watch... That's why I have the THX VHS tapes, because yeah. those are the ones I watched. And people are like, they're not that different. I'm like, they're pretty different. There's a difference. There, there always is. Especially for fans. When you see something, they're like, no, 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 no. There's a difference. But then it's now... Minute, but it's there. I mean, I understand, like, yes, toxic fandom is bad, but we also, like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, yeah. you know? Like, yes, toxic fandom is bad, but fandom is what makes what us makes, who we yeah. are. 
Fandom is what made the thing exist in the first yeah. place. And made so, three things of something exist. Like, because George Lucas could have made the first Star Wars, and then if nobody saw it, there wouldn't have been a second and third. That would have been it. That would have been it. So, I mean, and then like, it would be without this fandom movie going, like, that, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, it's a double-edged sword, yeah. man. Constantly. Um, what are some of your other big fandoms? Uh, let's see, so comic books, Thor, um, as I mentioned, like, <laughs> Mjolnir, oh god, I love him so much. Uh, Star Wars, uh, a big fan of, uh, a big fan of everything Edgar Wright makes. Nice, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a huge, like, filmography, but I love, I have, what's like, he working again, on right now? I don't even know. I don't know. That's, I love Baby Driver. Baby Driver was so good. It was so good. I mean, and it was amazing, like, I've never seen anything edited to music. Yeah. That wasn't like a that. music video. Like, it was, it was straight up fantastic. A movie. Like I remember, I remember, like I, I almost forgot half the movie for a little bit because I was just so cr- caught by the point. There's that that gunfight with the police, yeah, and he was shooting the gun at the beat of the drum of the song, and I was just kind of like, "That is so insane." I like sit there going, "Like that's that's you know what like captures, the level of love." You know what captures that a little bit, and I still haven't seen it yet. But the trailer for the new Mission Impossible did a really good like bam bam bam, bam. and like yeah. <laughs> then Camille does his double fist yeah. like plump and like oh yeah dun, dun. I, I got yeah. all I, that that trailer like hypes me yeah, up. It's a and great movie. When too. they put oh, lyrics, God. they put lyrics to the song. Yeah. Get what? the pressure out of like that. And then and then just all the crash crash <laughs> yeah. crash 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 crash. <laughs> so like that's the kind of stuff yeah. that I get into. I gotta watch it, but I miss I. Yeah. Do you have to watch the previous one? Because no. it's on Amazon. I, mean, I think I'm just going to watch them because they're fun. So I, I will. I still fun, but I love you the, don't need them. this new trilogy. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah, oh, they're really and good. And Tom Cruise is like the new Jackie Chan. Yeah. And when did that happen? 50. I don't know, man. I don't know when Tom Cruise was the guy who's gonna like I'm gonna break my ankle and then still run. Like what? Those when stunts, were you that dude? That was Jackie Chan. That dude. I still like. I watched the fourth one, Ghost yeah. Protocol, on IMAX. That scene Good. in Dubai. Oh when my you're, god! I got like, I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, I, don't like I can't believe he did that. <laughs> I cannot believe he like, like I know some of that was, but like he yeah. did a lot. He of, does, he a, lot does of. a lot of stuff. There's, it's crazy. Yeah. I think what you really made with, the, with, with, with Satan to to still look like Tom Cruise in his fifties. Is it the Thetans? Like I think he must. Is it all the Thetans? Always in has the risk body? of life. Yeah. Well, what if uh, Scientology is real? Maybe if, he is a level what, seven. He's a level seven, and he can do the stunts like that. In maybe his 50s, that's what maybe it is. He might be right. Maybe we need to reevaluate the Zenu stuff. <laughs> I mean, Vex a Scientologist, and he keeps making great music. Maybe right? there's something I'm missing here, man. I don't know. <laughs> I think here's what I think. I think that. Whatever they're doing, it offers you some practical life advice, and maybe that's just—it's a byproduct. It's—it's it's a law of averages thing. Yeah. Also, he's filthy rich. I think that he just—he probably just injects himself with, you know, the South Park where they just yeah. grind up the dollar bills and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That was a great one. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think yeah, there must be some. He's injecting himself with stuff that no one else can afford. Like, <laughs> well, I knew somebody that worked on a movie set, and like Madonna was coming down with a cold. Yeah. And they needed to shoot something, so they called somebody. They came over with some super shot. It's like it's like some it's stuff that like it's like vitamins and all this shit, but like really expensive shit that we yeah. can't afford. Gave her a shot, she's fine. Man, it, you, you see, I yeah, I get there's enough paranoia in me to go. There's there's they stuff that they just the went like they kept, they're like, oh, we can cure cancer. Oh, we can cure all these things. So David Bowie's supposed to die 20 years ago, but he just we just kept injecting him, and then he's like, eh, I'm good. 
And he went back to well, his money. Well, money, of course, yeah. can do a lot. Yeah. I mean, especially when you, you're not you know stressing your life out. You literally wake up in the morning, have a Everybody's nice doing You have a personal chef, personal yeah. trainer. When someone's taking half of your effort out of your life, you're going to have a long, longer life. Yeah, I Just, think that's... But, I mean, like, not yeah. that they... I mean, I've been around those people enough to know that they have their own problems. Yeah, oh, I mean, everything, <laughs> man, everything. Like, the prettier you are, the less trust you have. They're still... They, have, they might not have the same problems, but they yeah. have problems. Yeah, they have they, different ones. Different just different problems. Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, the whole kids today. I'm like, yeah, yeah kids today don't have to deal with the things you dealt with. They're dealing yeah. with all different things Entirely. that are way oh, more yeah. oh, like... Yeah. Me having like a Facebook or any social media imagine having Facebook? Yeah, 12? I couldn't imagine. I would be dead. I, I, no. I would be dead. I was like, I, there's a lot of... Like, I have pictures of me in high, in high school and junior high. I'm just like, I want to... I, I have full control of these pictures. Yeah. Like, if I wanted to put it online, I could, but it's no one took pictures of me and they could post them online and go like, hey, check this out and then make a gif of me, like just like eating dicks or something. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's where we live now. There's someone who can sit there and edit a picture well, of you with like, we were, I was just listening to him talk on, it's insane to me the amount of young people, we were, they were just talking about this on Get Up On This. Yeah. And I just wanted to tag up on it. It's insane to me the amount of young people that are getting face tattoos. It's weird. Cause I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, but there was like this will get me a lot of likes and a lot of clicks. Like <laughs> there's a lot of things. Yeah, okay. That's not going to help you when you're 25 and you can't <laughs> get, a get a job anywhere, or just trying to get respect. Or like just these people are like I'm going to be so serious about this that I'm doing this face yeah. tattoo. I'm like, Ooh, oh, Puerto bro. Rico. Like, don't. I'm like I don't believe the hurricane. All right, yeah, man. Jensen Carp was talking about somebody, the guy he knew that had like a pencil on his face. What? I'm like, what are you going to do with that? Like you can't use a pencil to erase it off your face. You're stuck with it. Like, you're stuck with that. Because, <laughs> like, the, then then Matt Robinson was like, because, you know, like, they, 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 there's no, you can't do laser removal on your yeah. face. Yeah. You're like, you're, um, I mean, you can, but you can, it'll but really but it'll, it'll look, you it'll fuck you up. Like, yeah. the scar. So, like, whoever, the next, the next billion billionaire is going to be whoever can remove face tattoos. <laughs> Oh my god! And imagine that's what your entire fortune is, ba- is ma- ma- built on Face on the mistakes removal. of all of my fellow youths and myself. I just thought that <laughs> was reserved for like meth heads and Mike Tyson. And now, like, you go on Instagram with like with like young yeah. like all these because I'm I got super into hip hop. I don't yeah. know how it happened, but all it these happens. young hip hop guys. Yeah. Face tattoos everywhere. Like, All, what are you doing? And just kind of random ones. Too. Random. That, that shit. Thing feels like a story to it. They're just kind of like I feel like putting an omelet on my face. Like wh- wh- why? I really liked omelets that day. Like, why would you? It's so That's casual. So permanent. It's, it's there forever. And then, and like, I know we sound like we sound like fifty five. Oh, yeah. oh dude, I know. But I was We're born like crazy. I was born in my thirties, so I'm now at least in the seventies. <laughs> I was I was ne- I was never the cool kid who was like, man, can we get a tattoo? I was like, I always thought like, when am I gonna tattoo? It's too what permanent. if I'm sixty? Oh my god, it looks so weird. Permanent yeah, for me. I couldn't do it. I just don't know if there's anything I want on my skin that when I'm like seventy, I'm gonna be like, yeah. Yeah, like this was a really good choice that was forced <laughs> upon me by my younger self. Because there's a lot of stupid decisions I made when I was young, like not not working out. I, I, I don't get to yell at myself now. They're like, oh, well, thanks for that. And like, I, a thousand things. I was like, I do uh, that. I would smack 20 something year old me. Like, don't know, do that. That's to why me. I know that time travel doesn't exist. Yeah, okay. Because okay, so everyone has killed they, Our younger selves would have murdered ourselves. Oh, yeah. I, our older selves oh, would have come killed back and killed us already. Because I feel like, here's You're the You're married, are you idiot? Or <laughs> just, okay, like, for instance, I feel like if time travel was real, you know, one of those, like, they had it at Cyprus. 
one of those massive like student loan meetings and they yeah. give you the meeting and then like they tell you and then everybody I feel like yeah. 50 people would pop up out of nowhere <laughs> no no just no, throwing multiple no, cocktails at this no. thing yeah, no, yeah. Like, Nobody I, told me don't decide that. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do, do that. this. Yeah. That's why I talked about either that or, or like you, or, or again, conspiracy theory. Yeah. Super rich people. You know what? Yeah. That makes That's why sense. there's the 1%. Yeah. They have the sports almanac. They we don't. It. They time traveled. They already did it. And, and they didn't tell it. us. Unlock. And, and why it's would all they, secret. And why would they tell us? And because they, they already tried to kill Hitler. It didn't work. So they're just, now the rich people, that's what, that's why they're rich. Yeah. All right. We'll just take Hitler's gold. If we can't kill him as a baby, we'll just take Nazi gold. gold is Nazi funding gold. everything. Suddenly can't find anything. It's all in the future. Boom. We solved it. We figured it out. So um, what are some things that you're in grooving on right now before we head out of here? See, uh, Destiny 2. I, I play my oh, you're a big Destiny PlayStation guy. 4. Yeah, I'm like, I guess I'm like one of ten. <laughs> like, I can't. Okay, yeah. here's my thing. <laughs> I just can't because I like know I like. So I got Monster Hunter World yeah. on PS4. And, and I, I can't get into that as much. It's I started weird. playing it, yeah. and then I saw the like where I'm like, "Oh, this could be bad." Yeah, because I just I played. I'm an ex World of Warcraft person. Oh, oh, you had to cut. You had to cut so it out. I'm like, oh, I can. Okay. I know what's going to trigger me and just get me fall down that rabbit hole. I mean, see, that's being self aware, and that comes with age and a very intelligent. Yes, but wisdom. it's hard sometimes to say no. Oh God, yeah. So Destiny Two, anything else you got? You're, what See, are you Destiny watching? Destiny Two, I'm watching. Uh, what have I been watching? I'm watching the Cloak and Dagger. I'm on the third yeah. Episode. How's that? It's good. I love it's Cloak good. and Dagger. Like, yeah. you want to know why I got into Cloak and Dagger? Because yeah. remember, did you ever get into the cards, the comic cards? Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody our age did. Yeah. Those Marvel cards. Oh, I got like still huge. in my collection. Oh, God. The holograms. I remember yeah. trying to get... My brother and I, it took us two years, but the Series 2 set, when it got really huge... Series 2, yeah. Series good. 2 was when it just blew up. Yeah. I think Series and 3 was my favorite. Series 3 really was... Series into. 3 looked the best. Yeah, because it had that nice space yeah. kind of background, a little square, whatever triangle. Series 2 there. still had like the super 90s, like neon kind yeah. of, but that's what I love about yeah, it. It's, it's, um, that's a nice but I remember we, we were down to one... We had what's what's Mr. Fantastic's weapon called? The Ultimate Nullifier. Oh yeah. yeah. So that was the one card we didn't even know what it was because we weren't familiar with Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. We're like, what is this Ultimate Nullifier? Who knew me? I we didn't even know what to nullifier. look for. And I remember we finally found a guy at a street fair. This was in ninety one, ninety one, ninety two. Who had? Oh, you're looking for Ultimate Nullifier. He had nullifier? the singles. He had the singles. Yeah. My brother's like, my brother told him, he's like, we need Ultimate Nullifier. And it feels like a drug deal, you know. And we were like. We did it! We collected, we had the yeah. whole set, and it was like the biggest deal. Yeah. But like, I remember for a while, I'm like, what the hell is this Ultimate Nullifier? We would go to comic book shops, we're like, Ultimate Nullifier? They're like, we don't what? For Series 3, mine, mine I couldn't find was Daredevil versus Kingpin. They had those versus parts. Yeah. It was like, you know, great arch enemies. I couldn't find Daredevil versus Kingpin for the longest time. And then one day I bought some old packs, like some old packs. Then you get like three of them. Yeah, and, you get, and I got three of them. You know, I got two of them. I got two of them. That's how it works. And I was like, that's how it works. But I don't know where I finished my collection. That happened to me them. too, because years later I bought a pack of Series 2 and like yeah. two Ultimate nullifiers. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Those are two of these. Yeah, and where was it when I needed it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because those cards got me into the lore. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Because they oh, you had the card backs, yeah. and I, I remember just reading those all the oh, time. I, I, I studied those. And I didn't even, like, I didn't even thesis, know about Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. And I remember I had the Cloak and... I still have the card somewhere. Yeah. I think I have it in my... I think I have it in my thing over there. Yeah. But... Um, 
yeah, my cloak and, but I'm reading Cloak and Dagger, I'm like, this sounds awesome, they're like a team. The so runaways, cool. they're yeah. doing their own thing, and they're kind of like, and they're badass. They're badass, she's got this thing, he can teleport, yeah, it was pretty rad. So, I'm excited, about, I want to watch that show yeah. at some point. The show is pushing more for the kind of uh, teenage angst angle. Gotcha. So it takes a while for them. What about Runaways, how have you watched that I show? I liked it a lot. Yeah. Some people weren't as crazy about it, but I really liked it. I think the kids are really good actors, like, I think yeah. they're really, really good, and I just... Again, were you into that comic book? There, yeah. uh, I was in the first uh, two trade paperbacks, and then I kind of just fell off. Gotcha. After a while, it's just kind of hard to keep up. But it was kind of like, I mean, I like this. Brian K. Vaughn wrote it. And he's yeah. an amazing writer. Yeah, cool. I love Runaways. Cloak and Dagger is pretty good. It hasn't quite hit where it's going to go yet, so I'm not sure yet. What, what movies? Any movies that have? I really uh, just been? watched The Meg last night. Yeah, how was it? It is exactly what the trailers are telling you. Yeah, it is with no is it fun? surprise. It's fun. If you want it to be fun, it's is really it scary. It's, it's up to it is scary. I, I had one or two jump scares, but that was I don't about like it. Jump scares. Yeah, it's I don't know. For me, it wasn't that scary. It's yeah. kinda, I just kept waiting for the shark to attack yeah. all the time. So it was like, oh, there it goes. I love Deep scary. Blue Sea. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea, and that's I love Deep Blue Sea for Samuel Jackson. That's the best Samuel Jackson role ever. Yeah, it was amazing because it's out of nowhere. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. So yeah, so I saw some. I saw the Meg. It's whatever you want it to be when you go in. If you want to have fun, you're gonna. What have is fun. it? Megalodon. Megalodon. Yeah. Yeah, for, for dinosaur shark, pretty much. Dinosaur shark. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's exactly it's like, what you want it to be. It sounds like a sci-fi TV movie yeah. made oh, for the theater. It's like it was like a Seafy movie. Like, like, well, like, it has to be. It has to be originally been a Seafy movie, and they're like, somehow we got a budget. Oh, okay, make it a movie. <laughs> like, we we don't know. We have some Chinese investor who just really likes sharks, man. Let's let's ride that wave. <laughs> Get it? Ride the wave. Anyways, let's do it. So they made that they made that movie, and it's it's exactly what it is. Like. I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna like watch it again. Like Mission Impossible, yeah. I want to see again. Yeah, I definitely gotta so go see that. I and then see Ant Man again because I really, really Ant Man was great. Yeah, it was really good. It built on the first one so well. Yeah, like and I love that it like immediately like I don't know because I, I love that Ant Man kind of takes place in his own little timeline. And, yeah. And now when we found out what happened to him, like oh, that man. cliffhanger. Ooh. ooh. For anyone who hasn't seen it yet, you're gonna you're in for some stuff. <laughs> like the. That was like, yeah, that was like that one bit. Like, Whoa, I can't believe they just did that. And well, I was wondering, and then how are they going to tie it into Infinity War? Yeah. And it was so great. Oh, ah! man. oh, man. I love Marvel movies. Yeah, I love them. I love that. I remember, I mean, and here, it goes back to Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith was one of the few movie guys who made, like, connected movies. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they yeah, the Kevin as, Smith universe. I have Kevin, all the, the comic Smith books. Universe, and, and, like... I, like he was one of the few that did that. Where like, because I remember when they mentioned when I was watching Mallrats yeah. and they're mentioning like Julie Dwyer and like I'm stuff. Like, I'm like, wait, what? Wait, yeah. is this the same? I thought this is a different movie. The it's second, a different movie, I, yeah. same place. Holy that got that that yeah. made me fan for life of yeah. Kevin. Because that was out of nowhere. But, but yeah. they're connected. and then it got deeper and deeper, and we're in the comics even more so. Yeah, and like Trish the Dish, like Trish her character, Trish the Dish connects like five movies. <laughs> Like, oh my god! Because her sister, both of her, he, her sisters are. Her sister is. She has one sister from Clerks, yeah. and once her other sister is um, is the girl is from Chasing Amy, yeah. And then and then they also later on she they stay at her one of her how Gwen and then like well not Gwen no no the other but Trisha's sister yeah yeah. So, anyways, Alyssa, Alyssa, and chasing Amy. Yeah, and so that's that's the older Jones, and her middle sister is the girl that meets Rick Darris 
in in Clerks, the one that's like, do you work out? Like that's that's the younger, that's the middle Jones sister. <laughs> and then also Rick Darius is like gets mentioned in every movie. <laughs> and um, but like so like yeah like the just all that stuff. Yeah, I love the scope of that. I love how much work that well, there's an extra work dog, that goes into that. You know, just all the little in yeah. jokes. And you can have all that stuff because you create all these characters that yeah. people love. And I love that Kevin did that with like he made it a he made a live action like normal movies, like not comic book movies, <laughs> crazy but things. in a comic book universe. Yeah. Because he's a comic book fan, and that comes into it. Well, of course, Jay and Silent Bob are in all of them. But then, like, even the fact that there's these tertiary characters that connect. Well, that's that's what comes from the comic book fan. You can't help but go, like, if I'm telling the story, and it feels like there's so I mean, the same tone of voice, the same way of talking, it feels like things should be connected. I mean, it's a big world. What I'm doing here in California, there's got to be a guy who's just as interesting, or even more, way more interesting somewhere out on the other side of the world. You know, and this stuff happens, and you're, and then you can connect them. I love, I always love playing that, that six degrees of Kevin Bacon game. I love those, those weird connections and how everything's getting, like, Kevin Smith already hit that. And then Marvel's done it on a freaking, like, epic scale. Like, yeah, epic they scale. Did it right. Like, just remember, I remember watching the first Iron Man, and they mentioned, they have Nick Fury mentioning the Avengers. That's that was that was like oh my god that was the greatest we could have been done ever. there I he could not have been another I audibly yelled out loud <gasps> yeah I, I was like what and they could have stopped they could have went like well that was all we could make we made the one Iron Man movie we mentioned the Avengers and I'm like wow what a hit what a what yeah, a phenomenal they did it they did it <laughs> I'm like wow they did it oh. and then they make fuck they make now they're on the we're waiting for the fourth Avengers movie oh yeah like so I can't amazing. believe it was like I mean shoot. So that was like when? When did Avengers come out? Twenty twenty. I remember Iron Man's two thousand eight, and then two thousand twelve maybe. Yeah, because I was still yeah. Because I remember twenty twelve sounds right. Yeah. Because I remember I saw it with Emily and Josh. Yeah. And Emily couldn't sit up front with us because she gets motion sickness, and so she had to sit in the middle section. And we were the the only seats we had we could get were like up front and we went to the we did the marathon. Yeah. Oh the first marathon. Yeah I did. Which wasn't that long. Now it's like Oh yeah well now it's crazy. It's thirty six something hours now. Well I know Emily did the twenty four hour one and I I, did too too. Oh you did oh my God you're crazy. No it was rough. It was rough. That sounded real rough. Because I I I I was at what point did you start hallucinating? I never hallucinated. It was my ass that hallucinated. It was in pain. It was like what are we doing here, man? We're not. It's not Comic Con. It's not Hall H. You don't have to sit here this long. Get out. I'm like I have to because Avengers. It's gonna. It's three movies from now. Okay. So before we go, yeah, I have to ask you. Cause yes, you, sir. Have you done the Hall H line? Oh yeah. Like what? Okay. Two thousand. Boy, two thousand six, two thousand ten. I think I did around there, and I stopped around two thousand thirteen. So you have? Have you done the camp out all night thing? No, I. Because okay. I've done the like. Yeah, I can't do the camp out. I did the really f- long freaking line at like six. I waited morning. five hours once, and yep. that's the longest I've ever waited. That's basically where I was at. I was at that angle where you could wait five hours and get in. Yeah. And then I was just like, they're camping out. I, I don't have that. That's I still have that, that, that. It has that to. Game. We talked about that this year when we yep. were, cause if you go, go into the boats, you observe the people oh, waiting. Yeah. You observe it with a drink and you have a free drink in your hand, yeah. a free treat. And you're just like, you crazy. Mm. So the, and you then, fools. But. I'll just, go ask Kevin if I can watch it with him. <laughs> every time <laughs> I see those people out there, it looks like a goddamn refugee camp. Yeah, it looks, and it, I'm just like, this isn't wrong. This is morally yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's morally reprehensible. Like I'm watching that, going like, there's Comic Con happening right now, and yeah. you're in a line and outside, outside, in the heat. like you're doing everything so you can 
most likely watch a screen yeah. of the person who's on stage because that's it's a six thousand seat. Just so you can place. say you've been in a room. Yeah, with that's all uh, you can say. You can, we you made, you'd be technically in a room. See, but then, but then here's the thing. Here's the thing. But then again, I loved every time I got into Hall H. We got into Hall H for the Marvel panel like two years ago. Yeah, with Doc, they had all these crazy special effects with Doctor yeah. Strange and everything. Yeah, and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm like, if I had known that this is what I was gonna get. Would I have waited all night? And I'm like, maybe? No, I no. wouldn't. But I, I, just, I know. I remember so I had my best. Sleeping on the ground, man. It's really tough. But Hall H, I remember I, I was able, I was in, in the hall, Hall H for uh, Firefly, the movie, uh, Serenity. Oh, I was there. That yeah. was 2005, five. You might have saw me ask a question. Oh, yeah? I was up there beardless. You weren't that weird Pope guy, were no, you? No, no, no. I, I, I asked, like, what's the transition between television and movies? Like, that. I, I, my original question that was, was, how do I work for so you? So were you, you, were you there when for Kevin? Because that was Kevin's first Hall H panel I think that so. Year. Okay, do you remember the guy that just started screaming at him? I think, yeah. That was the guy, okay, so. Yeah, Jesus. So that was when they moved Kevin out of midday, because that was the, that was, I think he did it one more year at midday after that. Yeah. And then that was it. Because, yeah. so, that was my first year. That was 2005 where you could, I bought a badge that day, walked into mm. Hall H, no line. Those and good days, man. The very next year it was like a five hour line yeah. to buy badges, and then the next year it was sold out. Yeah. Like, that's then, how fast. And then just the line to go but to the freaking islands. I remember that the, the, the guy that got so Kevin was saying something and he said something like he said Jesus Christ yeah and then this guy just started yelling he died for you yeah he died for you and then Kevin yeah, being like, the genius that he is like, was like I know man it's cool I know, and man. then the guy sat down I was like that's it man it's cool like, yeah. yeah hit that one guy you got yeah I remember that and it's like okay sit down. <laughs> And he's like, okay, well, I made my point. And Kevin's like, I know, dude, I made dogma. Like, come on. Yeah, I made dogma. Like, it was all about that. Okay. (laughs) But I was just like, I'm like, oh, I remember one Hall H was the best. Like, amazing. I saw, we we saw Superman Returns trailer. Yeah, that was that, that That same year. That was the first thing. And then King Kong. Yeah. And then the freaking Tenacious D concert. Tenacious D. That was my best, like... That was the first year of Hall H. That was the... That was... The first year of Hall H was the best year. Yeah, it was amazing. I remember Charlize Theron was there. Yeah. For, uh... Uh, Flux. Flux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that Serenity and Slither. And I remember James Gunn was so funny. Yeah. That's when I was like... I'm like, who is this guy? I'd never seen him before. Because I... I, Yeah. I knew... I'm like, this guy wrote um, the... Um, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead remake. That's yeah. all I knew him from. That's all we know. And I was like, this Slither looks cool. Really but neat. he was, him and Nathan Fillion were so, so funny. funny. Like, and I was like, these guys, cause I remember Serenity went up after them and I'm like, those guys were better. Like, 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 like Serenity was great, but yeah. like, like James Gunn was so funny. Yeah. I'm still mad about the James Gunn thing. I, it's just, it just seems so unfair that it's like he's well, they, not also saying the it, fact that I'm not saying what he said. Here's, right, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's why it's bullshit because they knew about it before the Guardians won, yeah. and so if it's really that, then why did they make two movies? Yeah. So well, like, we'll see Disney. It's Disney that did it. And yeah, Disney and Disney knew after, about after Guardians of Galaxy. So Guardians of Galaxy already came out, and then Disney bought them recently. So it's like a lot of stuff that they didn't care about until. Some pretty shitty dude on the yeah. internet points it out. Exactly. Like, he's a, check out his 
Check his tweets, by the way. Can you fire up. him? Like we can't. It's fucked up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very bummed about that. I mean, yeah. yes, what he said was horrible, but yeah. he's already like, I he felt like he did his it. penance for it, and he's yeah. changed. He's yeah. a changed he's person. Like, dude, he's not saying that now. He's not going like, yeah, I truly believe that stuff. And he was saying to get a, get a rise. And that was when he was just this creative guy. Yeah. No one, we were just talking about. He made Slither. He made the Hall H. We still didn't know who, who I didn't the know hell who he was. was. We didn't know he was like, here's a joke about this thing. Like, oh boy. Well, then but, also, yeah, he yeah. was a trauma filmmaker, and that's trauma's like, like, like that's okay, if you they, know someone's in trauma, you know they, they were in, they were, they're gonna be, they're gonna be pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like, like him no and Eli surprise. Roth are like the later trauma yeah. guys. Yeah. Cause, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, um, cause I think, cause James Gunn made Poultrygeist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he made some and stuff. they also did, um, and then him and Jenna um, Fisher made Lolly Love, yeah. which is one of the few non-horror, goofy yeah, trauma movies. Like, is... It's really silly. Yeah. It's about a couple that like gives out. Like, it's basically you know, satire. Look, look great. Yeah, yeah it's a that. satire on. I like, bought it. I bought the DVD. Yeah, because they made yeah. they they gave out lollipops to the yeah. homeless people, like, and they like they're, they're and then their gala. They had a gala that cost like millions of dollars. Well, why don't you donate to this too? Yeah. I I got I remember I found out about that because the reason I found out about it was not because I was a James Gunn fan at the time. Yeah. I found out about it because and that's how Fisher. big of a freaking no, I was a giant freaks and geeks fan and that features Whoa. Linda Cardellini and Jason oh, Siegel okay. as themselves as a couple that's when right. they were a couple. Oh, oh yeah. Cuz before you, saving well cuz Linda Cardellini is Sarah Marshall everybody. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know that now <laughs> Yeah. That's the real thing. It's a real fucking thing that happened. That's why. <laughs> that's why it was so shot. That's why I was so happy because I had thought that she wasn't like welcome in the Apatow circles. Yeah. Because of it, but then she showed up at the Freaks and Geeks reunion and like everything was cool. So I'm like, yeah. okay, because I still want to see because um, Paul Fega said he's wanted to do something with her forever, but she's just so busy. Yeah. And I'm like, I would love to see more Linda Carlini in that That's whole Feig, Apatow. I'm a Freaks and Geeks nut. Oh, man. Dude, it was such a good show. I have the yearbook edition. Oh, such a good show. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, wish, I wish they got the season. Just like Firefly, I wish they got the full season. At least. At least the full At least season. finish it up. Like, well, what do you Although lose? at How least. How much do you really lose? If you Freaks and season? Geeks in its full form is perfect. It's a, it's a yeah. pretty millennial. It's a pretty start end. Yeah. I mean, yes, it ends on a lot of like. Well, it ends big, on a lot of like. What I, what I liked about that ending of Freaks and Geeks, I really liked how Judd went like, how about this? How we just end everything differently? Because guess what? You grow up and you change. Yeah, they you're all end. You, that's the best part. They all the, end in different like places. like a carbon copy who you were in high school. There's Daniel playing Dungeons and Dragons with the geeks is just the best thing. It's such a great twist. And, like, it's it's like, my, and then my favorite thing of them is like, does this make, does this make Daniel a, a geek or does this make us cool guys? And I'm like, I'm a, I'm all for make, I, I think it should make us cool guys. Cool guys. Yeah. I was like, damn right. To cool guys. To cool guys, man. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm love I fucking that. love that's that show. Really great, neat ending. So why, why stop where you're at? Why not be trying something else? I'm like, this Damn. is a pretty good ending. More things that get killed by network executives. They just, they just don't have the patience, man. There's like money. It's like, yeah, but you're gonna have money. You're gonna lose the same amount if you stop it now than you would at the end of a season. And then yeah. you can have like, like, what was it, uh, what's it called? Uh, Jericho got continued because of Oh fans. god, Jericho. I like, love that show. That and then it got continued campaign. in comic book form. Yeah. And, they're supposed to, I thought that was gonna trigger, well, I mean, they have done a few comic book, more comic book stuff for like things that get cancelled. Yeah. But not as much as I thought there would be. Yeah, well, I mean, again, comic books aren't, 
they're not like, easy. They're not the powerhouse that yeah. it feels That's like they true. should be. They really kind of get like, oh, you made the comic book? All right. You know, it's like, it's really take the comic book and then make a thing out of it. It's not usually the other way around. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to end on, do you have any advice for um, people that are trying to make comic books? Like, yeah. how to, what, what advice do you, if someone's made a comic book? Okay. I think some of the uh, most important advice is uh, find something that you you need to tell. Do not, please do not go like, this is popular, I'm going to copy that. Yeah. Because that that's works. been done 20 times by the time you're even thinking of making a comic. That's all the like, people that started web yeah. comics that are going to be like, I'm yeah. going to make like Penny Arcade. Yeah, and then you're like, well, then Penny Arcade's already doing it, and they're doing it better. So yeah. what is the thing that you can tell? And be cool with the fact that you do that, you might just have a smaller fan base, and you're always yeah. going to have one. Yeah. Because... Everyone's well, especially different. today. We live in such a niche yeah. world. Everyone's got a niche, and they go like, "I like this thing. I don't really want to switch from there." But yeah, find a thing that you need to tell, and if it's weird, that's fine. That might be might be the thing that they someone in the internet needs to see, and be cool with that. Don't try and copy. Copying is a waste of time. The only thing you should copy is good quality. Of just trying to how they like try and break down. Like a script, so a comic book that you really loved, and try and break it down in your head. Like, yeah. how did, why did this moment affect you? And look at all the thing, all the elements that came to make that, that thing. Like, I remember a moment from, from, uh, from, uh, Green Lantern, um, when they brought Green Lantern back, they brought help Jordan back. And I just like this, this point where they showed some respect to Kyle Rayner, who's not the focus of the story. He's my Green Lantern, but he's not everyone's Green yeah. Lantern. And I remember that they kind of just went like, this dude carried the torch when everything had failed. And it's like, they showed respect when they didn't have to. They could have just went into the Hal Jordan show, F any other Green Lantern. And there's moments like that. And why did I like that? Because it felt like there was some effort made in going like, here's, the art itself is great. <laughs> if you can find a great artist, congratulations, you're in a minority. It's hard to find. And, it's, and be very, very nice to them. Feed them lots of treats and pay them if you can. Pay, pay artists if you can. And, and you know, and here's a surprising thing. You don't have to pay them thousands. Just paying some money, like at least make an agreement with an artist. Yeah. That is, that, that's showing respect to someone who has made something that you can't do. I can't, as a guy who can't art, draw, go up to an artist and then tell them how much they're worth. Because uh, I'm worth nothing in comparison. Do you get that? So make sure you, if you are talking to artists, show respect, show, show love for their craft. And, you know, go like, I don't make a lot of money. This is the honest fact. But I can at least pay this much. And maybe they'll pay rent for and that's all they need. One month of rent is like, you know what? Awesome. Or if you got that much. Again, it's figure out what you got. Make the effort. Make the effort to pay them. Make it make it known that you respect them. And there's a good chance a lot of them will just go like, I just like that you did that and you respect me. I'll work with you. I will make 23, 23 24 pages of this crazy idea of yours with you because you showed me respect. And, that, and that's how everything wants. You want to be shown respect. And anything else, uh, just make it, man, because I spent a lot of time not making things. Yeah. And I regret every second of that. And, 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 and you regret the things you didn't do yeah. more than you're ever going to regret the things you did. Because I, I, my comic isn't perfect, but it's something I made with my with all my heart, and I love it. And that's something I can say that. It exists. Yeah. And just be happy with that. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, I'm really happy you came on here, came to the Brendo Man studio. Thanks for having me, man. Um, let's let's plug your stuff. Plug away. Right. You got Shrouded City. Where I got can you Shrouded find City. That? Uh, well, soon there will be a website where you can find everything, which it's in the works. But uh, before that, I got it on my Facebook. Look for Nathan Schultz, uh, S-C-H-U-L-Z. It'll probably be somewhere showing how to spell it. And go for uh, Facebook. Uh, go for Agents of Guard. 
Uh, I just ironically yeah, finished. Yeah, guard. I just ironically finished a podcast with two, with two of my friends, uh, Justin, we just mentioned, and Bobby, uh, called Morning Words. So you can check that out. It's literally about writing and nice. about the whole process and the creative Morning stuff. Words. Morning Word. Word. Yeah, like Morning Wood. Okay, <laughs> I got you. Because even though we're 30s, we're, we're children. <laughs> we're total children. And so you can ch- check that out. That just piping hot new just went up. Awesome. Um, and uh, Nate the Greater, uh, Twitter. So, Nate the uh, Creator. Nate the Greater. Greater. I can't. Um, <laughs> You're tired. It's hot. It's warm. Nate the Greater. Nate the Greater. I'm like Nate the Great. A little ER. I'm a little better than Great, but we'll see. Awesome. And uh, that's basically where you can find me. Well, very nice Thank and you, um, super awesome having you. Um, everybody can check out uh, RadioBrendo.com. Keep buying stuff on. Uh, oh, that's what I didn't do. I gotta look up our. Um, affiliate uh see if anybody bought anything on our amazon if you go to radiobrendo.com and click um the amazon banner and then buy stuff on amazon and then i will uh if i can sign in nope hold on all right i'll do that next week but you should go to radiobrendo.com click the amazon banner and uh buy stuff it helps the show it helps me and also support um, all the other Benvy Network shows at benvynetwork.com. Go to um, check out. Um, you've been on some of those. Have you been on Benvy? Yeah, I've been on. on uh, have been on. on have have you been, been on Spielberg? I haven't been on that one. That one's uh, Justin. Emily, you, but what have you been? I've been on, on uh, uh, Nerd uh, Nerd's Eye View. Nerd's Eye View. Yeah. With Andrew Lindy. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is a show anymore, but you might can not be. But you can still, still listen to those episodes. You got to get on nothing new and. All that stuff. That'd be fun, yeah. Your buddy. Been one new. I mean, you, you try not to use, I'm trying to use all my connections to squeeze my ways into every podcast, but now I'm starting it. Starting it's in. Be a starting Nathan Schultz in. Just blitz. Getting Get in on that Benview bus. That's right. Um, alright, check out all the other shows. Massive Buds Wrestling Show, MBWSPod.com, MondayNightRupo.com, if you want to listen to the open mic show that I do, um, and with everybody else at the open mic. So, shout out to Rupo. And uh, I think that's it. Um, if you want to come to Rupo Monday nights at Back to the Grind in Riverside, sign-ups are at 8.30. Open mic starts at 9. Get up there. Comedy, poetry, poetry. all kinds of stuff. Comedy poetry. Comedy poetry. <laughs> and uh, I think that's going to do it. So for um, – oh, yeah, BrendoManProductions.com. If you are a creator – and you need help with website, with practical creating stuff like how to get your stuff out there. I can help you with your website, with your web presence, with your podcast if you want to start a podcast. Brendo knows stuff. I do know stuff. And I offer my services, brendomanproductions.com. Um, one more time, Nathan, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, man. And for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. Have a good one, everybody.
I'm Aaron. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. And I'm Rob. And we're the hosts of Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. So, Aaron, what is Doughboys? Doughboys is this podcast hosted by Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell, who are two hilarious comedians, where they talk about chain restaurants every single week. So wait, what's Faux Boys then? Faux Boys is a podcast hosted by Aaron, Brendan, Brian, and Rob, four hilarious comedians who talk about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. Are we going to go to the same chain restaurants that the Doughboys are going to? I sure hope so. But if we don't, we're still going to record an episode. Do they have chain restaurants in Canada? <laughs> Some of them. So tune in to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants on BenviewNetwork.com. Every two weeks to listen to Faux Boys, the podcast about the podcast about chain restaurants. Hey, does Feral Audio know we're doing this? This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.